For the next three hours, gang, nothing but positive talk radio. David Essel in the box with you right now, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. We welcome aboard the 12 million XM Radio subscribers and the millions more listening to us live right now on TalkDavid.com. Of course, streaming live at TalkDavid.com. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, proud to be part of the premier radio network, reminding you, as we do every Saturday, that at any given point in time, you can turn it all around. If you've been challenged financially or physically or in a relationship or with an addiction or with your career, spiritual path, whatever, at any given day, it can start to be turned all around. And maybe today is the day. And with the news that we have that we're going to be bringing to you, the emails we're going to answer, the guests that we have, we absolutely know if you're ready we are. Hey, coming up in a couple minutes, I'm going to answer the question, does time really heal anything? A lot of times you've heard that time heals everything. We'll find out if that's true or not. Uh, my guest, Don Jose Ruiz, Ruiz co-author of uh, The Fifth Agreement. You remember his dad, Don Miguel Ruiz, wrote the book, The Four Agreements, one of the top-selling personal growth books of all time. His son, Don Jose, who will be with us, co-authored The Fifth Agreement. We're looking forward to talking to him, and there's a very interesting point that we're going to be covering. Diamond Dallas Page, the former WWE champ, wrestling champ, he's back. He's going to be talking to us about Diamond Dallas Page yoga. And, of course, uh, there's an amazing success story. One of his videos on a guy that was able to walk unassisted again, lost all this weight, turned his life around, uh, a vet, uh, a, a former Army vet, Arthur Borman. We're going to be talking to Diamond Dallas Page about Arthur's success. Uh, Randy Gage is going to be on. He's the author of the book, Risky is the New Safe. And what Randy believes is if you want to become wealthy now, you're going to have to drop all the old belief systems about wealth and pick up a bunch of brand new ones. Looking forward to talking to Randy. And uh, Rana Prince, who's the producer of a documentary, Sacred Journey of the Heart, going to share with us that all healing begins in the heart. All healing, emotional, physical, whatever it might be, it's all centered around the heart. We'll find out more uh, from Rana herself as she comes on later on in the show. So what does time heal? You know, that, that old statement that time heals everything. You may want to believe that, but it's an erroneous statement because we know that time by itself heals nothing. Time by itself heals nothing. You've heard those statements, you know, um, over time you'll feel better, let it go, don't worry about it. That's not true. At some point you'll forget all about this and you'll be fine. That's not true. Time heals nothing. And how do we know that to be true? When, when we look at people, especially the clients that come into the office that have been divorced for 30 years and they still have regrets or they still have anger or resentments at their partner, that's absolute proof that time heals nothing. 30 years, I'll tell you what, if time was going to heal something by itself, 30 years is plenty of time. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm not laughing at people that still hold resentments against former lovers because I know it's an absolute bear. But it's proof, one of the many examples we could give you, proof of the fact that time heals nothing. I remember working with a client a horrendous experience that she went through watching her younger sister get off a school bus in front of her, hit and instantly killed by a drunk driver. A horrendous experience. And it was probably 25 years later when I first started working with her 
And that those wounds and that anger and that resentment was just the same it was the, the week after her sister was killed. And so we know that time doesn't heal. You know, people that, that grow up in emotionally abusive households or people who grow up without any emotional support from a mom or a dad, if they don't do work, then they're going to repeat that with their children. Subconsciously, of course. So we know time doesn't heal anything. So this is what we need to do. Number one, we need to get out of denial. If we've been trying to pretend that we're fine, even though something happened 15, 20, 30 years ago, and we're coming from that notion, well, you know, just let it go because it's no big deal. We have to get out of denial and start to work on it. You can find a workbook on forgiveness. You can find a workbook on working through your issues. You can, um, if you think of something that you really resent, someone you really resent, or an experience you really resent, you can go and find a professional to work with. Uh, you know, the most important thing, though, is to understand the concept that time in and of itself is inert. It will not heal anything. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about finding you, finding your life purpose. Why are you here? Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, rocking the USA. For more information on all we do, to listen to the show online, talkdavid.com is the website, talkdavid.com. I am so glad that you're sharing some of your Saturday with us. So much more to come. 1-800-548-8255. Stay right there. out of luck. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic... You are tuned in to America's Positive Radio talk show. David Essel in the box with you celebrating 21 years in talk radio. Welcome aboard as we explore life, health, and happiness. If you remember a number of years ago, one of the best-selling personal growth books at all time, The Four Agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote the book, and today we have his one of his sons is going to be joining us. Uh, Don Jose Ruiz, The Fifth Agreement is the book he co-authored with his dad, A Practical Guide to Self-Mastery. And Don Jose went through an experience of losing his sight in his 20s that sent him on an internal path. I'll use the words to life mastery, and he's joining us here today. Don Jose, welcome to the program. Oh, hello. It's very honored to be here with you. Yeah, very, very nice. Hey, I have a question for you. Why is it so hard for us to find out who we really are. Well, the, 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 the problem it is that we believe things that we are, and this is the thing that, that happens into our life, and then we don't want to detach from those things. And I'm talking about the negative part of our lives, but the moment mm-hmm. that we focus on our positive side, you know, and this is our true self, from that moment we know what we are. Are we afraid, Don Jose, are we afraid to see the absolute beauty we are? Is there any truth to that? Some people say that, you know, we, we shy away from, from looking in the mirror and really seeing our true self because we are so incredibly dynamic, beautiful, powerful, etc. Yes, it's a thing that happens are automatic, especially if an automatic of believing in life and putting ourselves down and thinking we want to be perfect for this, something else to be accepted. And we're not grateful to be us. 
I think this is a problem we have. We believe so much lies that we are not grateful anymore. Yeah. And and what now? You, you lost your eyesight for how long? I lost it for like about three weeks. And in that period of time, what went through your head? Well, after being uh, with aspiration, you know, like not wanting, not not being able to see, I had a little surrendering. And the surrendering is, was, came strong because of my, some loved ones were so worried about me and crying, you know, and they gave me strength to say it was okay. And when I heard myself it was okay, then I was starting out to see how my life was not okay, that I believed in so many lies, that I put myself down, you know. And mm. the moment that I, you know, really was focused when I lost my eyesight is the moment that I got my eyes, my eyesight, you know. <laughs> so I got focused yes. and, you know, it's where I made the decision of what I have to leave behind. And, and with miracle that I got my eyesight back and, uh, and I started to do the, the changing of the Totec tradition, which is not learning, but it's unlearning, you know, all those bad habits that make one not enjoy life. And what is it that you had, well, if you had one belief system that was most detrimental to you that you had to let go of and, and reinsert the truth, whatever the truth was, what was the one belief system or one thought process that was most damaging to you? Well, the addiction of suffering, getting anything that happens in life to hurt oneself. And this is the one I'm so grateful about, to be skeptical about my own life, to be skeptical about the negativity you know, that comes from everywhere, and to really filtering with respect my own self and this is what I'm so grateful more about, to have that, uh, that awareness that I can be impeccable with my word. We're speaking with Don Jose Ruiz, the co-author of the book, The Fifth Agreement, A Practical Guide to Self-Mastery. Don Jose, where do people begin? Like for our listeners right now, they're trying to like the, that whole answer, the whole question that's so difficult to answer, who am I? Where do people begin on this path of life mastery in order to come to a place of surrender, self-acceptance, release of negativity? What's the starting point? Well, the first point is self-honesty, to have the awareness that we are changing something because we cannot change or we do not know what we're changing, you know. Mm. And this is sometimes, you know, we look for patches, you know, for bandages on the outside with knowledge. You know, we hear something and we're okay for a weekend, you know, we're okay for that moment, but then later we are in that habit again. The real thing is to look for the discipline of wanting to change. If we see something that we don't like, is to be honest with oneself and, you know, take that action of discipline because this is what happens all the time. Many people don't want to take discipline. They want to be things happen for them, you know, make it easy, you know, mm. but the moment that they take discipline to unlearn any habit, you know, like anyone who has a smoking problem or a drinking problem, he has to work with it, you know, day by day. You know, he has to have the will every moment, and it takes discipline to have that. So it's also discipline to believe in life, you know, that believing that, oh, I cannot change is so difficult, and agreeing to that. And when one agrees with that, you know, they will not change. You know, it will be difficult, of course. But the moment mm. that you agree with yourself with positivity, you know, that you can change, that you can be respectful to yourself, you know, then that can happen. But it comes first with honesty and then with discipline. I love this. I love this. You know, um, I, I have changed a lot over the past 30 years and, you know, working in the world of positivity, personal growth, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember a number of years ago, Don Jose, that I used to promote the very popular teachings in the early 90s of instant manifestation. And if you think a certain way, good things will happen. And if you say certain affirmations, good things will happen. But what and and then then you know after a number of years of listening to the lies that I was t- <laughs> telling myself, 
I, I came back to the realization that, wait a minute, that's fluff, and it sounds really good, but most people who are out there successful on a deep spiritual path, like you know the Dalai Lama or your family, um, or people that are making a lot of money, or people that have a great body, all of them, Don Jose, are working their tail off. Oh, yes, it's a moment that we want to become a service, you know, to give what was given to us, because every time we have the ability to give it, we receive it again. And we mm. come to the realization that we all work for the same boss. So whatever we do, you know, if we, we do good, we feel good. Or we do bad, we feel bad. You know, like Abraham Lincoln says, this becomes a, a, a part of our life because we live it with awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but, you know, when, we, when you and I are talking right now, I know that there's a few listeners around the world tuned in that are going, oh, man, but I want to believe that if I just say the right affirmation, I'll make more money, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and well, how do you how, how do we encourage them to realize the truth is going to have to be to get honest with themselves and to understand that if they want to make more money or drop the addiction or have great love that they're going to have to work probably pretty hard to do it like like how do we help people break out of denial I guess the question is and the first step like you were saying you know break from denial itself many times we like the donkey you know that puts the that carrot in front of us, you know, and that's a belief system we have, and then we just, you know, chase the, chase the carrot, and we never will find it because it's something that's going to happen tomorrow. The mm-hmm. moment that we have the, the ability, you know, to break the cycle, to break the habit, is because we're tired of living that way. And anyone mm-hmm. can ask themselves, honestly, you know, are you really liking your life or are you you're ready to change it? And, of course, you know, one says, I'm going to change it. So from that moment begins, you know, to really having respect for oneself, you know, not making a carrot up and chasing it no longer, but to really yeah. have the action that you want to change because it happens in so so moment, you know, like if it was like in three seconds, you know, you only have a life and you have a decision to jump from one hill to another hill, but that's your life. You're going to do it without thinking, you know. Right. It's the same thing about when you make a decision that you want to change your life. It's you without thinking and, and that's how it happens. But of course you can listen to all the excuses, you know, of the ones who have failed, you know, it can't be that easy, you know. It has to be difficult. You have to suffer. But no, that's the, another way. We're breaking that chapter to make it a new, different way and just to see it with the point of respect. And, of course, we're going to feel emotions, you know. We're going to feel emotions until the day we die, but how we become responsible, how we feel those emotions and to not make it negative but keep it positive, then we can change the, start changing the world by changing our own world because the little kids, they're seeing that, you know. You're seeing how we're living, and if we live negativity, you know, that's our legacy that we're going to give to them. But the right. way that we become positive, and this is what we're giving behind, and this is how we change. And what is it that you had, like, if, if you're going to do some self-honesty on the show right now, Don Jose, if, if, if you were, to, if I'm, I'm going to ask you the question, what is it, what's next for you? Like, what area of life would you like to start to shift that maybe it's time for you to attack that you haven't in the past? Is there anything that you'd like to be vulnerable about? Well, this is one thing that's been happening is to be aware that we all are children. No matter how much we grew up, we are children. And this is something, you know, that I want to share this part journeys of these years. Me and my fiance, we're starting to work on children's books. And we mm. really want to, you know, touch children, but not only touch children, but touch the, the, the parents too. Because this is the, one of the things that is, you know, affecting the whole tradition of culture of humanity. You know, we're not aware of what we're leaving behind to the children. But having this awareness of how we pass on legacy, we can totally shift this, you know. And this, you know, this is by doing it by oneself, 
one does it by itself. And this is like we've touched the core of transformation. Hmm. You know, I like what you're saying about children. Every parent that's listening right now, if you evaluate your life and how honestly are you living as you start to shift and live more honestly and and release the overspending or release the addictions or whatever, your children will learn without you ever having to say a thing. So let's keep that in mind. Our self-honesty is passed down to our children or not. I love that that thought process. Um, We're talking with Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the book, The Fifth Agreement, A Practical Guide to Self-Mastery, with his dad, Don Miguel Ruiz, who, of course, wrote The Four Agreements. And we have about a minute and a half, uh, Don Jose, left. And there's there's an event coming up in, when, when is it? There's a huge event that you and your family are doing in Mexico, right? Yes, my father is doing a big ceremony December 21st in Teotihuacan, Mexico. And, and it's about awakening the giant. And it's the moment that humanity wakes up for one consciousness and to, ready to change the world. And like I said earlier, not to change the world outside of them, but the world inside of them, the way right. they live their life. So this is a big ceremony that's going to happen December 21st. And before that, we begin the journey 17 to the 21st, uh, where we will have some days to where my dad's going to share his wisdom, share about his work, about his books, but more importantly, about the tradition and what it means to be carriers of the new uh, message that is inside of us so we can give it to our loved ones and family. And is that is more information on that at MiguelRuiz.com? Would that be the best place to go? Yes, MiguelRuiz.com under events, and you will find it on, in the December events. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you have there's two things I want to ask you to consider right now. One, pick up the book, The Fifth Agreement, A Practical Guide to Self-Mastery. Uh, the gentleman we're talking with right now, Don Jose Ruiz, with his, his dad, Don Miguel, wrote the book, The Fifth Agreement. So check that out. And then also, for more information on Awakening the Giant, the ceremony in Mexico, go to MiguelRuiz.com. That's Miguel and then R-U-I-Z. R-U-I-Z, MiguelRuiz.com, under events, and check that out. Um, 30 seconds, Don Jose, a message for our listeners to inspire. You know, we're in a time of changing, and we're not part of the change we get left behind. So let's make history before we forget ourselves and change the world by changing our own world. Everything that you see negative in your life, anything that you don't want anymore, let's be honest with ourselves and respectful to ourselves. And let's remove it because this is the way we're going to change the tradition and uh, putting legacy of positivity back. And this is our human culture. So let's together uh, help change this world by changing our own world. And it starts right now. Mm. Self-honesty and discipline, as you said earlier, right? Yes, absolutely. I love it. Don Jose, I'm so glad we had a chance to talk. It was a delight, and, and I'll look forward to having a chance in the future with you. And great luck with the ceremony in Mexico. Oh, thank you, brother. All my love to you and and to everybody. All right. Have a beautiful night. You too. Bye-bye. Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the book The Fifth Agreement. His dad just blew the, 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 the world apart a number of years ago with The Four Agreements. If you haven't read that, pick them both up. Massive, massive information. And I love what Don Jose said about self-honesty and discipline. That's a good thing for us to end this 30 minutes with, isn't it? How honest are we? And how disciplined are we? Because remember, at any time, as I said at the top of the hour, you can turn it all around. Let's make it right now. For more information, visit our website, talkdavid.com. Call us, 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Watch me burn. Well, that's all right, because.
You're tuned in to David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Welcome aboard, gang. In just a minute, we're going to be getting to your emails. We've got a slew of them here to go over. And uh, we'll be giving you some thoughts on how to move your head yourself ahead in life. And then later on, we've got Diamond Dallas Page coming on, Randy Gage, author, uh, Rana Prince, uh, producer of a new documentary on spirituality and health. So uh, great, great, great people coming up. 1-800-548-8255. Email us at talkdavid.com. If you have something that you want to share with us on the show, a question, we've already got a ton lined up, but continue to email us, talkdavid.com. If you want to text us during the show, 941-266-7676-941-266-7676. Go ahead and do that. Um, a question on long-distance dating. Here is a, a few months ago you covered this topic, but because it did not apply to me, I kind of let it go. Um, I met a seemingly great guy who lives 800 miles away. It's been two weeks of amazing talks. How long should this go on before we plan to meet? You know, we have a, a YouTube video on this very topic, and we did talk about it a couple months ago, but I love this topic because too many people make brutal mistakes. If you live further than driving distance, and 800 miles is obviously farther than driver's driving distance, it should not be more than 30 days. In other words, you should not talk to anyone for more than 30 days without meeting them. Illusions can be brutal. The fantasy affair can be brutal because when you finally meet someone in person, that's where you get to see what they're like. You know, how do they treat cab drivers? How do they treat uh, people in restaurants? How do they, how do they, how are they on the street? What do they really look like? Is the other question that comes up. So I would say if you're an air flight away, that it should be no more than 30 days. So communicate for 30 days and then meet. Now, if someone continues to drag it out, well, I can't because of this and I can't because of that and I can't because of this, then that's a red flag. you know. And then if you're a woman, well, even a guy, I would do a background check. Absolutely do a background check. They're very inexpensive online just to make sure uh, who you're dealing with is who you think you're dealing with. one 800 548 8255. Uh, I'm a 50-year-old male. I've lost 100 pounds in the gym. Congratulations. That's like freaking amazing. Can you imagine losing 100 pounds if you had to? That's just awesome. Uh, the last 60 days, I've hit a plateau. This is the first time, believe it or not. I do 60 minutes of cardio, running and walking, 30 minutes of weights, both of these five days a week. Okay, number one, radical change is necessary. What I would say to break the plateau from a cardio point of view, if you're doing 60 minutes at a time running or walking, instead of doing that, pick four different types of cardio equipment and put 15 minutes on each. Like that's one of the ways that the body cannot plateau. So if you went from a treadmill to a stationary bike to a stair stepper to an elliptical machine, if you put 15 minutes on each, that would be awesome for the next 30 days. Um, and then also talk to a trainer. You know, even if you have to hire him for a session and say, this is what I do with these body parts, ask him to show you totally new exercises for the next 30 days, and then you can go back to your old routine. one 800 uh, five, four, eight, eight, two, five, five going through. Uh, here's another dating one. I've been dating a woman for three months. How do you help a girlfriend forgive her father for emotional neglect when she does not want to? 
Uh, she's 40 years old and still mad at her father. First of all, it's a great question, but you cannot make anyone do the work. You can make one recommendation, like you might say to your partner, hey, listen, you know, I hear you complaining all the time about your father never gave you this when you were growing up, your father never gave you that, or your father was always absent, or whatever it might be. You know, like, listen, you know, I, I hear that a lot. And so what I'd like you to, to do is let's, you know, maybe you should go get some help. Just make it one time, one time. I'd make that recommendation. That would be the first step. The second step is that I would look at your own life and go, am I doing anything really similar that my girlfriend is doing? Am I bitching and complaining about stuff from my past and not taking care of my own property? So that would be next. And then the third thing is you guys have been dating for three months. If her resentments ever has, if her resentments ever seem to be aimed at you, ever seem to be aimed at you, um, because of um, what she went through with her dad, I would go ahead and request that she go in with you to get the work done together. Go to a counselor, go to a coach, go to a minister. You know what I mean? If if you see, if you it seems like she's picking on you, if it seems like you can't do enough, whatever you do isn't enough, I would recommend. And then if she will not go to get help, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you may consider leaving the relationship. It's been three months, but that's not the kind of thing that's up to you to change. And that's one of the reasons we tell women when we work with them that if uh, if you have challenges from your childhood and you're not taking care of them, you're going to project them out on every guy you date. Just the truth. 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Rich in Florida. Rich, you're on with David Essel. Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, good. What's on your mind, man? Well, I want to comment on a couple of things that you had mentioned. Like the first, I totally agree with you about this issue of seeing how other people treat other people, like the cab driver in restaurants, because they, you know, people will treat you the way they want for a reason, and not all, not always because they're being genuine. But then you can look at how they're acting with other people to really figure out who they are, how they act. Amen, Rich. Rich, yeah. we have seen that. You know, like you may have seen yeah. it in your life. We see it with our clients all the time when they come in and go, what do I do yeah. with my boyfriend when he treated this guy or my girlfriend who treated this woman like this, right? It's dead on. Dead right. on. And, I, and I, I, as a guy, like when I meet a woman that says, I don't talk to my mother I don't talk to my, I don't have a best friend. I don't talk to this person. I don't talk to that person. And I fought with my sister. I've never talked to my sister. All these things start to send up flags when you right. see they're having all these problems with people. Although, you know, people aren't always easy, but, you know, uh, the best thing is to observe, like to observe if a person's arrogant in public. On, on the background check thing, um, my comment was, um, I think it makes sense if there's a reason for doing it. Like if you want to see if the person's lying, Right. Um, that I think makes sense. But if you do a background check, because by the way, in my business, we do things like that. Um, if, <laughs> if you do a background check on someone, you're, you're going to find something. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, even good, successful people may have something in their backgrounds. Right. So I don't know if that necessarily means a strike. You know, the problem is as you're getting older, you know, you're always looking for reasons why not. And it's easy to find a lot of reasons why not. But I just thought with a background check, like, don't be surprised if you find something, but does it mean that they're lying or does it mean there's something that you don't want to deal with? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, Rich, you know, I agree with you. You know, I'm, yeah. I was thinking more of a background check. Um, for let, Let's say if someone, um, you know, 
ran into trouble with the law for writing bad checks or or a scam or um, or a sexual. So you're right about uh, that. I, I actually had a client had a client want me to check somebody out, and that's exactly what we found out. We had they had problems bouncing a lot of checks. Right. And that was that that was definitely a red flag to say you shouldn't deal with them. At least in my mind, under the business situation, not necessarily personal, but. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. You're right. There's certain yeah. things that you could find. Like, if you found that they had a DUI five years ago, I wouldn't right. worry about it. But if you found they had a, two DUIs or three, or they just had one 30 days ago, I would be worried. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and you know, Rich, we, we've we worked. Now, I'm going to say, you know, uh, uh, most of the women that come in and, and they're in some kind of, you know, uh, situation dating-wise, when, they're, when we recommend that they do a background check on a guy they're dating – it often is 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 obviously self protection you know and if someone is lying like if a woman said have you ever had any trouble with the law and the guy says no and now i'm not saying on the first date but let's say they've been dating for a while um we will recommend to our clients if they've got a feeling that something isn't you know matching that get clear before you go too deep on the emotional love scale yeah i in agree order, with you on that you know i mean that, that makes to, sense yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing is so the whole thing is so complicated. The other thing I I look out for is do they have a, 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 a what's the word too strong or intimate of a relationship with friends or certain family members? Uh, I don't know if I'm making my making sense. But no, like, tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, what I mean is like if, let's say you want to date somebody, and whatever they do and whatever they have to decide to do, they always have to check with somebody. Oh, right. And, and, and then that becomes, and that's really a person that's going to be part of your relationship with them, and you may not like that, you know? Yeah. Rich, Rich, that, that's when you've got the girl and her parents in bed with you, basically. Exactly. That's, I, I, I didn't want to quite say that, but that's it's usually like a best friend who's second-guessing everything you're doing, and it's like, well, I may as well date your best friend or date, date right. you know? or, or the parents or a grown woman who's maybe in her 30s, who has parents constantly managing her and she's managing their lives. And it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know? Right. Anyway, exactly. Rich. Amazing. You're doing an amazing job. I was listening to the show and I was like, uh, you know, the point, the points you're making are, are so right on point. You know, I, I, a you. lot of people, they have, they have, they avoid the arrogance. Like they, you know, they're excited about this person and well, I don't know what the reasons are. Money books, whatever. They're all excited. Meanwhile, the person is bashing people in public. Right. And it's like, well, eventually they're going to do that to you. It could take a week, Absolutely. A month. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Rich, do me a favor. Yeah. Send send your information to my website, talkdavid.com, so I have you on file. Let me see what your company does. Oh, sure. And, I'd be happy you know, to. I, w- I would love to have that information for the show as well, okay? Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I would be happy to. So it's talkdavid.com. Is that yeah, talkdavid.com. Okay. And uh, and thank you so much for taking the time and giving well, us a thanks ring. Thanks for doing such a good, honest, genuine uh, show. It's so honest and genuine. I like that. It's mis- You're mis- very mis- welcome. Thank you. Good talk. Okay. Bye, Rich. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Bringing you information. Right after this break, we're going to come back with more information, helping you to make the best decisions possible in every area of your life for 21 years. We've been leading the world in Positive Talk Radio, and we're going to continue. David Essel with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, 
888-548-8255. I am David Essel. Stay right there. mentions the word addiction in certain Let's go! Tonight we're going hard, 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 just like the world is art, art, ours. We're tearing it apart, part, 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 You know we're superstars. We are who we are. Oh yeah, we're all superstars, gang. The difference is some of us haven't quite accepted that truth yet and maybe through the show we can get you closer to it 1-800-548-8255 david essel in the box with you reminding you to be bold be strong be positive make the moves today and every day that's going to enhance your life that's what we're looking to do uh email us uh, i'm going to go through a bunch of more emails as many as we can get through talkdavid.com 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 just send us emails uh, or you can call us, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-TALK. Our 22-year-old son is addicted to pain pills that he initially got from our medicine cabinet, which is the way so many kids start it. Uh, now he buys them off the street. He wants to go cold turkey, and we want to help. What is the best plan? First of all, don't go cold turkey unless you absolutely have to. Sometimes kids have to. Sometimes adults have to go cold turkey, but off of pain pills, If you have an option, don't. And the option, the best option is to talk to your doctor about a, an addiction specialist, another physician who can recommend and prescribe Suboxone. Suboxone is a, um, a a prescription drug to take to minimize the withdrawal symptoms of the opiates, pain pills or opiates, such as oxycotton, roxycodone, and heroin. Yes, they're all op- opiates. So get on uh, Suboxone, which will decrease the withdrawals, and then get in touch at the same time with a treatment center or a counselor because 90% of people go back out into drug and alcohol use if they do not have a program to follow. So going through withdrawal is not enough. Getting clean is not enough because the odds are there's some type of emotion that the drug is covering something that we don't want to deal with. So we got to get to the core of it. But Suboxone is the answer. And, you know, we've had kids and, and young adults in our office in withdrawal when I'm working with them, and it's nasty. Uh, cramps, sweats, uh, diarrhea, um, I mean, it's just falling asleep all the time. It's really hell on wheels. So if you can avoid it, avoid it. Absolutely avoid it. Suboxone is the answer. Now, when you're on Suboxone, ladies and gentlemen, and with their 22-year-old son here, um, you're going to want to talk to the doctor about getting him on it and then weaning him off so he does not become dependent to that. We've got a bunch of free stuff. If you're like me and you're always looking for ways to get ahead in life, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, we have some answers here. First of all is our brand new book, Absolutely Free, The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. We're giving away a million copies. If you're like one of the millions of us who sit on the fence, who procrastinate, you'd really like to be making more money or losing that weight or dropping that addiction or whatever it might be, but you're on the fence, The Power of Focus, our new book, which is free for you, We'll help you. We give you a systemized daily plan of what it takes to get off the fence, to break the procrastination plan, and to move forward in life. Pick it up at talkdavid.com, the power of focus, 
how to exceed your own expectations in life. One million of them are free, and then they're going to be nineteen ninety five. So pick up your copy now at talkdavid.com. And then also, if you're not yet a member of our text club, this is another service we offer here, David Essel Live XM Radio for free. You can listen to the show on your iPhone or smartphone once you join the text club, which is awesome. And every week you're going to get a free video, a motivational, inspirational video right to your phone. Just type in the number 69302, 69302, and then the message box, type in Talk David, all lowercase, one word, Talk David, and then hit send. 69302 is the number. Type in the message, Talk David, and send. Every week you're going to get a motivational video from us right on your phone. And then you'll be able to listen to the show absolutely live wherever you happen to be. And we have people I mentioned last week that listen to us while they're feeding their cattle. For God's sake, you can listen to us everywhere. It's great. 1-800-548-8255. Oh, this is a biggie. Uh, I've been married to an alcoholic for 20 years, much like the guy who called last week who got really nasty as he got drunk. If you remember that guy, I think his name was John. He was a great guy, but he admitted that when he drinks, he gets nasty. I think he said he lost his his marriage to to, to alcohol. Um, And this person goes on to say, my counselor told me last session that I have to look at my role in the breakdown of our marriage. What does that mean, my role? I'm the sober one. And that's a great question. You know, lots of times when we work with couples and one of them is an alcoholic or a drug addict and the other one isn't do, doesn't do any of those things and they've been together as this woman says for 20 years and you go well we, we need to look at your role and she goes what i'm not the drunk i'm not the drug addict what do you mean my role so let me tell you what that means your role for whoever is the non-addict non-alcoholic your role is an addiction to codependency and i'll tell you what that means When we date someone before we marry them, we know if they're an alcoholic or an addict. We know at the deepest part of our voice there's something off, there's something wrong. But we go ahead and marry them anyway, or we go ahead and stay with them for 20 years. We may have even said to them from time to time, if you drink, if you get drunk one more time, if you black out one more time, if you treat me like that when you're drinking one more time, I'm going to. But 20 years later, we're still saying the same nonsense and we're not holding to it. When you're married an alcoholic and you say, stop drinking or I leave, but then you don't leave, you're codependent, you're an enabler. And that's what your counselor is saying. When you see your role in the dysfunction of your marriage, you can't blame your partner anymore for being an alcoholic. He's being the best alcoholic he can be, and you're being the best enabler you can be. In other words, a person that was not codependent or not enabling 18 years ago would have left, 19 years ago would have left, 19 and a half years ago would have left. They would have seen the signs and they would have said, this is not healthy, I need to go. But it's hard to see when we're in it. And I and I got to tell you, ma'am, you have an awesome counselor because a lot of counselors don't share that. They don't say, look at your role. They take a side with the person who's the non-alcoholic, non-drug addict, non-whatever, And that's not the case. It takes two dysfunctional people to have a marriage last for 20 years that's dysfunctional. That's just the truth. But we want to project the blame out on the alcoholic or the addict when it isn't 100% their fault. You could not stay together if we didn't have two addicts together. That's called the law of attraction. So take responsibility, set boundaries, 
And that might mean you let go of the marriage. It might mean you're not. Maybe if you finally hold the boundaries, your partner will get sober. And if he doesn't, it might be time to go. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show. Email us during the show right now at talkdavid.com. Text us at 941-266-7676. Follow us on Facebook at David Essel Alive. On Twitter at David Essel, on LinkedIn at David Essel. Get part of this positive energy. You can pick it up three hours every Saturday. And also, don't forget on iTunes. You can listen to archived shows on iTunes. iTunes slash David Essel Alive. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.